Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Hi there, friends, and welcome back to the IWM podcast. This week's interview is about a need, a reality, an opportunity that many missionary parents have in the field, that is, to homeschool their kids. The General Conference has recognized the investment those families make and the circumstances they face. Recently, a number of policy changes have been introduced to better support homeschooling missionary parents. Today with this episode, we at IWM are not trying to enter the dialogue whether homeschooling is better or not better than traditional school-based education of children. It's clearly a viable option, and for many, it's the only option available. Through this interview, we want to serve every one of our listeners who in one way or another have been thinking about or practicing homeschooling for their children. The interviewer today is Liz Herman Mota. Liz hosts an Adventist missions podcast in Portuguese language. She is a missions educator and a practitioner, and she currently serves abroad as a missionary expatriate. Liz's counterpart today is Millie Castillo. Millie serves at the Institute of World Mission as an educator for missionary kids, particularly teens, and as a communicator person She's doing many other projects for the Institute as well. Millie speaks more of her background in the interview. So with all of this, let's get straight into it. Welcome to the IWM podcast, Millie. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. It's good to be here. It's very nice to have you here because we are going to talk about something that is very important to families in the mission field, which is homeschooling. Oh, yes. And before we go into that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about the work you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Meli Castillo. I was born and raised in a Christian Adventist family. My father is a pastor. My mom is a teacher. And when mm -hmm. I was growing up, we moved a lot, so um, my mom decided that she would homeschool for a couple of years, and that turned out to be a great experience um, that I replicated later in life. My husband and I have two daughters, and we have served in seven countries. I decided wow. to homeschool my daughters um, starting from kindergarten through high school, except one year that I sent them to an international school. Um, okay. We moved recently, I moved to the U.S., and mm -hmm. uh, now I work for IWM, the Institute of World Missions, at the General Conference of Seven-Day Adventists. Well, we are very glad that you were willing to, to talk to us about this topic, because we know that homeschooling is an option, it's not a requirement once you become a, a cross-cultural worker, but it is a decision that we have to take several things into account, right? Yes. So maybe you could first tell us if homeschooling is more an investment or a burden, because I think we should consider what we are getting into, right? <laughs> Why do we actually choose to, to homeschool in some parts of the world or in some mission fields? 
Okay. Well, I'll probably address your second question first. You know, why okay. do we choose to homeschool? Um, well, there there are many reasons why parents choose to homeschool in the mission field, but mm-hmm. I think um, the main reasons why everybody does it is first flexibility. You know, in your mm-hmm. schedule. Because homeschooling allows us the flexibility to school on a relaxed year-round schedule uh, Mm -hmm. to pick up and go when necessary. Um, It also allows us to have a free um, schooling schedule, whether we want to do it in the mornings or in the afternoons. And kids can use that time to be outside or, you know, flexibility is, I think, is one Mm -hmm. of the main reasons. Another reason is academics. Homeschooling is a way that provides us quality education, especially when we live in remote areas where there are no good schools or maybe we can't find a school in English or French. Or So we decide to provide, that, um, provide schooling for our kids at home. Um, another thing, uh, uh, also homeschooling provides stability in education. You know, when you follow the same program all throughout primary school and and high school, it gives you some stability with a program. Um, Some other parents do it because they want to keep their children from bad influences in in public schools. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's a fact that homeschool kids are less exposed to bullying um, and all that, you know, all those kinds of things that happen at schools. Um, And sometimes because... Parents don't have another choice. You know, it's there are no schools or or because they live in a far remote area. So they have mm-hmm. to homeschool. So those are some mm-hmm. of the reasons why, you know, we choose to homeschool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you're you also ask, um, is homeschooling an investment? Um, I think it is. Um, if you look at, at statistics, you know, you mm-hmm. sh- it shows that most parents who homeschool spend less than $600 per year compared mm-hmm. to $10,000 that an average, um, you know, that parents spend on public wow. school systems. So that's a um, real investment. So oh, yes, really it is. And if you think of, of it, money. yes, if you think of it as monetary investment, yes, so, you know, it is an investment. Mm-hmm. Um also, children can spend more time developing other in, in, in other interest areas. Um, I'll tell you the example of my daughter. Um, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter, Allie, um, when we were homeschooling, she had a chance to study music, um, violin, in the Russian uh, system of music. It required wow. her to practice almost three hours a day, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the time. Because she was homeschooling, so we would pra- we would divide um, the three hours in you know in forty five minute um, uh, sections. So we would mm-hmm. do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one later in the oh. in the evening. So that gave us the chance to do that. Had she been mm-hmm. going to a regular school, it would have almost been impossible. So you know, it yeah. can give you that that flexibility to to spend time on other interest areas with your kids. The fact is that when you homeschool, you have more time to invest in your family. That's what my, that is my experience. Uh, you can mm-hmm. have the time to create family culture, go out on picnics, outings, do crafts together, visit family. So in that sense, I. I think it is an investment. I see. 
A burden, yes, it can be a burden. <laughs> Let me start by saying that, you know, human beings were bound to experience ups and downs, and not everything is all sunshine and roses. So homeschooling yeah. your children can give you the greatest joys, but that doesn't mean it's easy all the time. You know, sometimes it can become overwhelming, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes felt that it was overwhelming. Um, when that happens, it's time to take a day or two off and then, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> regain uh, strength and then come back. And that's a great tip. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, some, you know, some years, even if you send your kids to a regular school, some years tend to be harder than others. That's just normal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if it can be a burden, yes, but that's on, that is only if you let it be. Nice that you mentioned that because exactly if the child is attending public school or private school, she won't be able to actually have these two days free to cope with the difficult situations. That's And right. then at, at home, you can actually be more flexible with the challenges that you are facing through education. That's right. And, and that is one of the pluses of homeschooling. You know, you have mm-hmm. the flexibility to do whatever you want at the perfect time because that's, you know, you only know your, your schedule. Yeah. So that's one, one, one plus. That's really nice. And maybe exactly because you already mentioned some of these challenges, can you tell us more about the challenges that are involved in homeschooling? And maybe also to balance it out, you can also tell us a little <laughs> bit of the gains and the positive opportunities, because you already mentioned it is a blessing to spend more time as a family, but it also can get very difficult because then you are 24-7 all the time together. That's so, right. What are the challenges and some of the gains or positive opportunities that the parents and the family in general will have from this experience? Yes. Well, um, we already mentioned, you know, the challenge of uh, of homeschooling being overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also because you are at the same time parent, teacher, administrator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, all this true. falls in your in your on your shoulders. And also sometimes, you know, um, you do this uh, without actually being paid, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's less income for the family. That can also be Mm -hmm. a challenge. Um, But I found, I have many friends that um, decided to homeschool. And it takes a little organization, you know. And, and Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of setting your priorities. What is more important to you? And when you decide, it's the education of my child, is my family, then, you know, you plan for that. You plan your finances, you plan your time, and, and it turns out good. You know, I've, I've witnessed mm-hmm. that. Um, one of the challenges that we hear the most is the lack of social interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot deny that homeschooling by nature is less social than going to public or boarding schools. Mm-hmm. We also need to remember that kids have different social needs. Um, even though we're social beings, there are children that need less or more social mm-hmm. interaction than others. Mm-hmm. And it can be a challenge to homeschool a kid that needs a lot of social interaction. 
-hmm. But uh, a way to make up for these needs is with careful planning again. Um, You can bring your kid to take a class at a nearby school if they let you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can take just one class, whether it's physical education or math or, or art, whatever they have, that he can come for that period of time and he can mm-hmm. spend time with other kids. Also, nice. you can join a homeschool group in your area. Um, nowadays, mm-hmm. we have so many missionary families that decide to homeschool and they they can get together and create a homeschool group and you can plan activities with them. San mm-hmm. mission, some missionaries make it a point to travel once a week to other towns to meet up with other missionary families so their children mm-hmm. can have social interactions. I've heard that from I've heard this from many people. Um, they, you know, they travel an hour, two hours to meet up with other families that have kids that have that are in the same ages that their children. And that's a way to make up for mm-hmm. social interaction. Um, sure. Let me share you with you a little experience we had when we were living in Armenia. I had a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old studying at home, um, mm-hmm. and there was a little chance for social interaction for them. Also, the church was not well developed, so there was no Sabbath school, no Pathfinder mm-hmm. clubs. So my husband and I decided we would start Pathfinder Club. So we oh, started, nice. we gathered, we gathered a group of kids and we started a Pathfinder Club. And that was, you know, the place where my girls began to socialize. And mm-hmm. we went out on campings and, and outings and we have we had the greatest time with them. And my girls learned also to speak Armenian. So it was it was a win win in that sense. How nice. Yes. Yeah. Nowadays, we have access to sometimes if you are in a bigger area or a big city, you may have access also to classes at museums. That's right. So many different ways to actually get in touch with some other kids, but also learn other things that the parents may feel overwhelmed to teach. Right. Yes. Right. Right. That's that's right. Another thing before I forget, Liz, is... um, Mm -hmm. A challenge can be also when you have children with special needs. And um, I met it's some true. families that have had, that had kids with special needs, and that can mm-hmm. be a challenge. Also, mm-hmm. having many kids in different grades, you know, when you have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, um, yeah. it's, 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 that can be challenging because you have to plan for different uh ages and and different levels uh, of Mm -hmm. of education. Also not having access to resources to enrich your program. But fortunately, Mm -hmm. nowadays, there are so many resources on the internet, that homeschooling has become a little easier for families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The family that I had the privilege to, to, to meet, they had a, a kid with special needs, and they found a teacher that was willing to connect through Skype once or mm-hmm. twice a week to help them out from the United States where they were. So wow. it was actually, mm-hmm. it worked out very well. Yeah, nowadays it's, it's getting easier and easier. But on the other hand, I'm imagining that some of our listeners may be asking themselves, okay, that sounds wonderful, but I'm not an educator. I'm not a trained teacher. How can I even put this whole thing together, and especially how can I choose the right curriculum for my children? Can you give us some insights on that aspect also? 
Yes. Let me start by saying that there are so many curriculums out there that it's very mm -hmm. hard to choose. Okay. Yeah. Um, what we choose depends on what we feel is more important, whether we like structure, organization, schedules, or we are the type of parents that like more to explore, to be creative, mm -hmm. to have flexibility. So we need to choose depending on what you know we feel is better for our child. Um, mm -hmm. Also, we need to identify the way or child learns. You know, they have a learning mm -hmm. style and our teaching abilities. Um, mm -hmm. our, our, is, is our child a hands-on learner? Mm -hmm. is, does he learn better with structure, organization? Mm -hmm. Are they self-motivated, independent? You know, all these things. Or do they need to socialize and have that group, you know, pressure? Some kids learn better when they're in a group setting. So mm -hmm. taking all this into consideration, um, we need to go out there and try to find the best curriculum that adapts to what we are looking for. Mm -hmm. And this is, a, this is a mistake sometimes parents make. You know, we try to copy such and such parent uh, because mm -hmm. they were successful with one curriculum and we say, okay, so we'll use it as well. But then that curriculum doesn't... Uh, we adapt to our needs okay so mm -hmm. it becomes a, becomes a burden you know because it's mm -hmm. it's just yeah. so overwhelming to follow that so the best thing is i would say to go out there and do research on what mm -hmm. would be the best curriculum that will suit your and your child's needs also you know if you don't know what the learning style of your child is there are many books and resources that can help you identify the learning styles of your children. But usually as parents, we, you know, we see, we know our children, we know what makes them tick, right? So, you know, make sure you know how much time you have for homeschooling in the day so you can Find a curriculum that is adaptable to that and also that your ex expectations are realistic. You know, that's that's also, you know, sometimes we choose curriculums that look so good, but it's an eight hour a day curriculum. And then mm -hmm. you have two kids. It's just, you know, it, it can't be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's nice that you say that um, you have to really analyze your child and understand your child better saying to choose the curriculum, but I'm guessing that it's not that easy to find the right curriculum. So I'm assuming that we must have to go about some adaptations, right, on the curriculum. Can you give us any tips on how can we adapt and individualize the curriculum for each one of our, our children? Yes. Um, if you're lucky to find one curriculum that is let's say more than 90% what you know what you're looking for that's mm -hmm. wonderful but most of the times that won't be the case um, you will have to adapt you know the curriculum to your needs mm -hmm. every child is different okay so uh, they have different learning styles and you can choose i would say it's a matter of choosing the best method to teach a curriculum mm -hmm. That's that True. would be the you know the type of thing. Uh, the idea here is not to leave other teaching methods out, but that we mm -hmm. use what works best to introduce new subjects or new concepts um, to our, to our kids. Um, you can you know you can start with if this is a, a hands-on kid, 
Okay, so mm-hmm. then you're teaching a concept on history. Maybe, you know, if he likes hands-on things, maybe he won't be too keen on, on reading, on writing so much. So then what mm-hmm. you do is, okay, pick something that is interesting and read it to him if you know if you need to and then have mm-hmm. him make something related to what you read okay maybe a and project then, a model a, a project a model and then if it's writing you know if he, if writing is the mm-hmm. issue have him write two or three well um, composed sentences that he can write mm-hmm. and then you're targeting at the same time the writing part and you're helping with the creativity and it's staying in his mind because he's working on it you know mm-hmm. so you you have to I would say the first thing is know the learning style of your kid okay and then with that you can adapt you don't really have to follow all the guidelines of a curriculum Mm -hmm. as long as the objective is um is reached and that is that he learns you know from this experience exactly and as an educator myself i can say that i see in homeschooling a, mm-hmm. a great blessing, actually, because you're so flexible to individualize the curriculum for your child, which is not true in school. In school, usually they are going to have a book uh, and they have to go about that material and they have That's to right. fit in and so on. Schools usually won't take into account all these differences. And we have the privilege of doing so in homeschooling. That's right. That's right. You know, you can you can tailor, as we say, the, the program. Mm-hmm. And then other parents... I I have seen that they decide to to use from different curriculums, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have to use one specific curriculum as long as you have all the core subjects, you know, um, mm-hmm. in your program. And then you can add what you like from other curriculums. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like I said before, you have to go out there and look and research and find. Uh, let me just recommend one book that I found the other day that I think it's very helpful. Um, sure. The name is How to Choose a Home Study Curriculum, and the author is Kathy Duffy. It's a very interesting Great. curriculum. It guides you through the steps of knowing the learning styles of your kid mm-hmm. and, you know, your teaching abilities, and it guides you step by step to how to find the best curriculum. It gives you ideas. So that would be something that some parents would like to look into. Great. We are going to link that on the description of this episode, and and I'm sure that is going to be very helpful for many people. But here's my question, Millie, because we are talking about curriculum and everything seems very structured, but I think the difficult part is really the everyday activities, right? Is yes. is really controlling the the everyday life um, at homes when homeschooling and my question would be then how do we really plan a school day do we just imitate what a public school or a private school is doing we just create the same schedule how do we go about that Uh, This is a very good question. Um, I think we need to start by saying, you know, the homeschooling experience has to be a joyous experience for you and your Mm -hmm. child. Okay, Mm -hmm. so whatever works best for you. Some children are um, morning persons, you know, Mm -hmm. they can wake up in the morning and they're ready to take on the day. Some kids have more energy later in the day. It's all 
you know, you have to see what works best for you. I personally like to have a structure with with kids. Um, I like to make it a point if we decide that homeschool is going to start at 9 a.m. every morning, then at Mm 9 we start every single day Mm -hmm. and keep sort of a structure, you know. Yeah, kids need that. Kids need that. Yes, it's you know whether mm-hmm. this is a kid that has a lot of energy or it's it's a, a free spirited kid. They all need mm-hmm. a structure. They need to know that the day is starting at this time and that we are going together and that we're finishing at this time. So what mm-hmm. I like doing, I always like to um, to start with devotional. Um, because mm-hmm. that sets the tone for the school day, you know, that, nice. that um, we start with God's blessing and then he knows that after this, then it's all studying, okay, until we finish, uh, whether if mm-hmm. it, it's at noon for a break or in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we give it a start, you know, a steady time mm-hmm. each day. Um, so I like to start with devotional and I always put the hardest or the most challenging subject first. I like to get mm-hmm. rid of that one first. I see. Um, uh, also, you need to decide if you are going to spend uh, four or five hours in homeschooling. Remember that homeschooling cuts the school day in half, you know, when you compare mm-hmm. it to regular schools, because since you're teaching on one-on-one or one yeah. to three, it's always... Um, it's always less time that you need to teach concepts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also there's the other side. Some concepts are so hard to learn that you might need not just one day, but two or three. And mm-hmm. homeschooling gives you that flexibility. Um, you, we all know that sometimes at schools, you know, teachers rush through some su- subjects because they need to complete, you know, certain uh, objectives on one week or one day, and they just go through the the lesson. And some kids have the ability to 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 catch it uh, with you know on time, but other kids need a little more time for reflection, for affirmation, you know, for um, reviewing. Mm-hmm. So. This, you know, this flexibility of having more time with your kid gives you that. So you need to decide how many hours I want to spend teaching. Do Mm -hmm. I want a four-day week or a Mm five-day school week? Um, And also, you know, when am I going to give them a break? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, they need to know that there's also time to have fun and to take a few moments off. Right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Kids needs they need this too. Um, Also, you know, leave the the subjects that are um, less challenging for the end of the day when they are more tired. Mm -hmm. Whether this is art or physical education Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. that you know it's just easier that you can rotate you know you Mm -hmm. you say well today we didn't have time when we'll do it tomorrow so you plan like that you know so that's great and we are already walking towards the end of our interview but we would still like to have some additional tips and ideas because you have given us so much but you have so much experience in the area that i'm sure that you can give us some tips on how to make this experience of homeschooling even more meaningful and productive Sure. Um, like you said, Liz, this, this is a very broad topic. Um, there mm-hmm. are so many things to say, but I'd like to share some of the things that 
I, I feel are more important and that you have to keep in mind when you mm -hmm. decide to homeschool. The first thing would be to remember that this has to be a positive experience both for you and your kids. Mm -hmm. So your attitude is very important. You know that you have the right attitude. And like I said, if some days are harder than others, you need to take a one day or two for a break. By all means, take a day mm -hmm. or two, rest, go out with your kids to a museum, to uh, uh, have a picnic, and then come back and, and continue where you left off. Um, True. Have a special time and place to do school. This is what we talked about, mm -hmm. that kids function better when they have structure. You know, you always mm -hmm. have to have a time and place. Um, it's always to have a place in the house where you are going to do school, you know. Mm -hmm. So your kid knows, okay, this time, this little corner of my house is mm -hmm. for doing school. I've nice. um, seen some families that they actually build, uh, you know, a, a school uh, uh class setting uh, a, like a mm -hmm. setting a classroom yes. mm -hmm. a classroom in the house they have their, nice. their their chairs and a board and everything they need a library and that is very beautiful mm -hmm. if you can do that you know just make it a point that you have a special place where you do school mm -hmm. Also, I'd like to say if you realize that you have a child that has special needs that you realize you cannot cope with or you yourself don't know how, how to work with him, seek professional help. You know, always talk to professionals. They can give you ideas. Um, like my, my friends, they can probably do something uh, remotely. You know, they can call, mm -hmm. they can teach a class. Um, always look for professional help. Um, if you realize homeschool is not for you, that's another one. Um, mm -hmm. Don't consider it a failure. I've, yeah. I found parents that say, you know, no homeschooling for us was a failure. Um, they realize mm -hmm. they, you know, it was hard. I always tell them, okay, take a break. Take a break. Mm -hmm. And if you need a month break, take a month break. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, come back. Remember, why is it that you are homeschooling? Why are you mm -hmm. doing this? You know, um, and come back and try again. And if you decide yeah. that homeschooling is not for you, it doesn't make it a failure. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you need to travel with your family or somebody's sick in the family, take the time off. That's something mm -hmm. that we need to always consider. You know, you, mm -hmm. homeschooling has to be a great experience and it's flexible. I remember when my daughters were small, they would love it when my husband came from, from back from trips because they mm -hmm. knew we would take the day off um, oh, you know, how nice. just to be with him. And, and, and mm -hmm. he would tell us where he was, showed us pictures. So they would look forward to daddy coming home because that was going to be a break from school. You know, make it a special, nice. a special occasion. Mm -hmm. um, also ask other parents for tips and ideas for homeschooling, but... Don't mm -hmm. compare yourself, your family, mm -hmm. or your children to other families That's that are homeschooling. Important. Yes, very, very. Do not compare yourself. Um, ask them for tips, for ideas, but always remember that every family is different and every mm -hmm. child is different. And lastly, I would like to say, um, Liz, seek guidance from the greatest homeschool kid there is, and that is <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
um, he was homeschooled, we all know, by yeah. his mother. And mm -hmm. he knows our situation. He knows our children better than we do. He knows, he knows us better than we do. And mm -hmm. he will guide us in making the right decisions for us and for our families. Amen. Thank you so much, Millie, for all these wonderful tips and for sharing your experience with us. I am sure that our listeners will benefit and probably many of them will now consider, well, I should give it a try. I should also try to homeschool. And for the ones that are homeschooling, we hope that this is going to be an, an encouragement to continue doing it. Definitely. Yes, it was happy to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you, Liz. To conclude, friends, I only have one request. Please share this podcast episode with everyone you know in the mission field who homeschools. We want to recognize the great investment and commitment of those missionary parents. Moreover, we are planning to put together the best experiences of homeschooling parents and educators in this field to create an online course to answer the most acute of questions. This is very much on our agenda, on our horizon. Please expect to hear more from us on this topic in the coming months. Speaking of online courses, though, you probably remember, I've been talking about this in the last several episodes, that we are launching our first online video course on September 30. Yes, you heard this right. If you're hearing it for the first time, the Institute of World Mission is going to be launching a full online video course. It's about making spiritual impact on people around us by means of telling the right stories at the right time. We are much excited about this and hope you will join us in exploring this key skill for Adventist missionaries. My name is Alex Ott. And I must say goodbye to you now, but looking forward to seeing you next week, on Wednesday, next week.